This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Tax rebate payments are coming to Alabamians in a month from now. The tax rebates are part of the 2023 budget surplus and will be distributed on December 1st. The payments will be made either by a mailed check or direct deposit into bank accounts. A single head of family will get $150. Those married with joint tax filings will get $300. Those who qualify for the rebate must have filed a tax return with the Alabama Department of Revenue in 2022. Those who do not qualify are non-residents or those who were claimed as dependents in 2021's tax year. Another candidate has jumped into the ring regarding the empty state Senate seat for District 9. State Representative Brock Colvin announced on Wednesday that he will be running in the Republican primary. Colvin was elected to House District 26 in 2022 and is a freshman legislator. Colvin is now the second state representative to jump into this state Senate special election race. Wes Kitchens announced his campaign for the seat at the start of this week. Governor Ivey has also solidified the special election dates for this race. The primary election will be held January 9th of 2024, with the general election set for April 23rd of next year. If there is a need for a runoff vote, that'll be held the first Tuesday of February. The state Senate District 9 covers parts of Blunt, Madison, and Marshall counties. The mayor of Smith Station is having his private social media posts come under scrutiny for promoting transgenderism and the mixed messages that it sends as someone who is leading both in a church and the town. F.L. Bubba Copeland has been the mayor of that town since 2016, and he calls the whole area Mayberry-esque. Copeland is the lead pastor at First Baptist Church in Phoenix City and runs a business in Salem. Copeland also has multiple posts and pictures of himself posing as a transgender woman and going by the name Brittany Blair. What makes the posts even more controversial is that Copeland declares himself to be a transgender curvy girl while wearing women's lingerie and even his wife's clothing. Copeland also encourages other individuals to go through with hormone replacement therapy, saying it's so worth it, even though he has not gone through that process. Copeland has also posted transgender pornography. Copeland is defending his alter ego, saying it's a private hobby, purely fictional and a way to de-stress. Copeland maintains that this secret social media life does not interfere with his duties as the mayor or as a pastor of a church, saying what he does in his private life has nothing to do with what he does in his holy life. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is offering financial help to farmers due to the drought conditions here in parts of Alabama. There are 16 counties in northern and southern regions that are considered to be in extreme drought at this point. There are a total of 26 counties now eligible for the USDA Farm Service Agency Emergency Loan Assistance, as well as Agricultural Disaster Assistance Programs. A tribute to the great Jimmy Buffett is planned as part of the Country Music Association's annual awards. That event will be held on November 8th. Several country music artists will be taking part, including Alabama native Mac McAnally, Kenny Chesney, Alan Jackson, and the Zac Brown Band. Buffett died this past September 1st. He was raised in Mobile, Alabama, as his father served in the Army Corps of Engineers. Buffett also attended Auburn University, but never graduated from there. And this coming weekend is the traditional changing of the clocks, also referred to as daylight savings time. The first time that Americans were asked to change their clocks by one hour was back in 1918 during the First World War. It was then repealed, only to be reinstated in 1942 for the very same reason. The Uniform Time Act passed in 1966, making it a twice-yearly practice of falling back an hour in the fall months and springing forward an hour in the spring. 
If you are sick and tired of daylight savings time, there's a lot of Americans that feel that way, but in order to change the law would require an act of Congress, which would mean Congress would need to sit down and listen to the will of the people and act in their best interests. So that means daylight savings time is here to stay until the end of time. So get ready to set your clocks back this coming weekend. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Israeli Defense Forces are reporting that at least 230 Americans are currently being held by Hamas terrorists somewhere in Gaza. More than 500 Americans are trapped inside the Gaza Strip with no way to exit after the attacks on Israel occurred back on October 7th. Israel has subsequently sent in ground forces to that area. All told, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says there are roughly 1,000 Americans in Gaza that the State Department is working on getting released. There are a total of 2.3 million people living in the Gaza Strip area. U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee believes that the Americans that have dual passports should be considered hostages at this point since they're not being allowed out of the area as they are authorized to do. And retired Air Force Brigadier General Blaine Holt told Newsmax that about 12 to 20 Americans are believed to be held somewhere in the Hamas underground tunnels in the Gaza Strip. More revelations are coming out regarding the Biden family and Joe Biden that have been released by the House Oversight Committee. The latest findings were detailed in a video by Chairman James Comer of Kentucky, and it has to do with a bank statement and payment that all started back in August of 2017 when Hunter Biden demanded payment from the Chinese firm known as CEFC and in a text reminded business associate Henry Zhao that his father, Joe Biden, was sitting in the room as he texted those demands. The extortion scheme worked. Days later, $5 million flowed in from a Chinese affiliate of CEFC. Over the following three weeks, Biden family members made a series of complicated financial transactions to hide the source of the China money. Here's how that happened. First, Northern International Capital, a Chinese company associated with CEFC, wired $5 million to Hudson West 3, a joint venture established by Hunter Biden and a CEFC associate. Then Hudson West 3 sent $400,000 to an entity owned and controlled by Hunter Biden. Next, Hunter Biden wired $150,000 to Lion Hall Group, a company owned by James and Sarah Biden. Sarah Biden then withdrew $50,000 in cash from Lion Hall Group. Later the same day, she deposited it into her and James Biden's personal checking account. A few days later, Sarah Biden cut a check to Joe Biden for $40,000. The memo line of the check said, loan repayment. Donald Trump Jr. was in New York City on Wednesday to testify in the fraud trial against his dad that's coming from the New York District Attorney Letitia James. Trump is being accused of overvaluing his businesses and assets in the process of getting bank loans. Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump are both accused of helping their father in these efforts by providing fraudulent financial statements. Both deny the accusations. Donald Trump Jr. was set to be the person to certify financial statements after Trump became president in 2017 and Eric Trump began running the Trump Organization. Trump Trump did not attend the courthouse in New York City on that day, but he did post on Truth Social that Judge Arthur Engeron is a disgrace to the legal profession and should leave Trump's children alone.
We're now finding out how far back the whole gain-of-function effort with the SARS coronavirus was on the mind and in the plans of Dr. Anthony Fauci. The National Institute of Health, which was being directed by Fauci at the time, sent federal funds to a Montana laboratory a year before the coronavirus became common knowledge to most Americans. The Montana laboratory then proceeded to infect 12 Egyptian fruit bats with the virus and then shipped those bats over to the Wuhan China lab. All of this information is coming out from the White Coat Waste Project, which is a taxpayer watchdog group that released the report. The experimentation with the coronavirus was an effort that enlisted the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the University of North Carolina, and the Rocky Mountain Lab in Montana. Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky has been at odds with Fauci from the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. He went on Newsmax this week and did not mince words regarding Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, the biggest error we made was letting Anthony Fauci lie to us. He lied about masks. He lied about the school lockdowns. But ultimately, he also lied about where the virus came from. He said it was a conspiracy theory. He got the government to work with Facebook and Twitter to suppress any kind of notion that it could have come from the lab. But after studying this for three years and writing a book on it, in the book Deception, we uncover the cover-up. The cover-up started in January of 2020, from the very beginning He knew that he had funded the lab in Wuhan and he was going to do everything he could cover up any connection between the NIH and his particular part of the NIH and the funding in Wuhan. But we have him dead to rights. In fact, the proof of his malfeasance, the proof of his lying, the proof of his dishonesty and his felony lying to Congress are in his own words. And this leads into the fourth part of a discussion between U.S. and Canadian scientists on the Steve Kirsch podcast talking about the contaminants they found within the COVID-19 vaccine plasmid, which was DNA strands that are predisposed to cause cancer. Furthermore, Pfizer Pharmaceutical Company listed every element put into their vaccine except for the SV40 DNA strand when they submitted documents to the U.S. and Canadian regulators for the manufacturing of the vaccine. Health Canada has stated in an email that this is not supposed to be there. Um, And they've confirmed that it's a bioactive molecule that's not supposed to be there. It breaks the rules. They need to immediately put a moratorium on this. They need to, like any other drug that would be found with a contaminant that was not disclosed to them would be uh, recalled immediately. That is exactly what should happen. You have a contaminant now that you have publicly disclosed to to everybody, is not supposed to be there, was not revealed to to you, it breaks your rules. If I mean, this is the case, Steve. How many lies do you have to tell to be a liar? One, right? So if if Health Canada wants to restore faith, they have to immediately recall this product. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 